Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story from the Morning Roadshow Department of Irony is from nearby Edwardsville, Illinois. Floodwaters in recent weeks left many people in that region hurting. That hurt, though, lessened by the efforts of volunteers, members of the communities who were not affected, and various emergency response agencies in the county. And to show, th- to show thanks for all the hard work, county board members decided a recognition ceremony was in order. The event scheduled for two days ago expected to be what you might expect, handing out of plaques, handshakes and smiles, photographs, and then refreshments for a job well done. But the ceremony had to be postponed until next month because of more flood waters. <laughs> it's been a wild, wild, yeah. wild year yeah. when it comes to that. Mercy. I thought you were going to go down a different path there, Cliff. You thought so, huh? Well, I had read that a lot of places that have had flooding and people yeah. had damaged homes and... Yeah. Well, you know, they couldn't do anything to really fix their house. They had yeah. to, like, tear it down and start from scratch. Yeah. People were burning their homes. They were. As the quick way to get rid of their house. <laughs> and the police and the fire department were like, so don't, don't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, I read this morning, Cliff, that a yeah. study's out that says if mm-hmm. you stand near trees, that will help you relieve stress. Just standing. Really? Just standing around trees. Yes. Okay. And also... Standing near a tree during a lightning storm can end all of your troubles at one giant gollum. <laughs> Welcome to the Morning Road Show. Yes. Full disclosure here, mm-hmm. radio is actually my side gig. Oh, it is, huh? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. My real job yeah. is I'm a door-to-door hernia checker. <laughs> Cliff, what's happening at 7 o'clock this morning? I just wanted to get it out there, Cliff. So <laughs> apparently you do because yeah. that's really how you check for a hernia now, isn't it? Well, it is kind of yeah, yeah. When you when you think I should make a card up with that on there, shouldn't I? I just want to get it out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cliff, what's happening? Wow, here's what's coming up. <laughs> Mercy. Well, Cliff, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. well, it's now official. What's that? Harley Davidson. Yeah. Has out for you to purchase yes. their new line. Of Is electric. The electric motorcycle. Yes. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I guess, Cliff, the electric uh-huh. motorcycles from Harley, it's for those of you who were born to be mild. And I mean real mild. <laughs> born to be mild. Mild. Here's a story about something you've had some experience with, although thankfully not as much, as, not as much experience as this woman from rural Escatada, Oregon. And yes, just like all the talk we've had about your escapades at your house, the story and rescue of this unidentified woman comes from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Firefighters say the woman lives out in the woods, and her home is about a thousand feet from the nearest neighbor, and so when the incident happened, there was no one to hear her say, Help me, I've fallen and I can't get up. Especially since the ground gave way right outside her home, and she fell into... Her septic tank. Authorities say she was uninjured upon landing, but was stuck lying in raw sewage with only her head above the water. 
It's worth noting here that the incident happened last Friday, and she wasn't found until the next Tuesday. <laughs> and only then, because her daughter became concerned that she hadn't heard from mom for several days. Turns out it's hard to make a phone call when you're stuck soaking in raw sewage for three days. After rescue, she was flown to the hospital for possible dehydration and hypothermia, and the possibility of infection. Mm. If that happened to you, Cliff, around yeah. here, yeah. that's what everyone re would remember about you. Yes. No matter what you did in your life, you would be known as the man <laughs> stuck in the septic <laughs> no, tank. You're absolutely right. And the embarrassment of going to the hospital, <laughs> because you can't smell anywhere close to being good. No. I wonder if they have to clean you up before they can even look at you. Either that or they have to put on the hazmat suit. <laughs> or the fireman just hose you off. I guess they could just hose you off. Wow. And yeah. I just wondered how long it would take, Cliff. And yes. well, during the 7 o'clock news, my answer was there. And what was the answer? In a text message. I know you haven't had time to look yet, Cliff, no, because have, you've been I'm, busy. I have not. I've been doing the news. But the text message came in. Yeah. Well, how was the airplane ride, boys? <laughs> As you well know, we yes. were in the air yesterday. And yes, we were. I know that many of our wonderful 11 listeners, yeah. I know that you, a lot of you, think of me as an absolute genius sitting here every morning. And <laughs> You're right. Yeah, a lot of people do. And I'm, wink, af wink. I'm afraid I'm going to yeah. have to disappoint you that, uh, that? my decision-making yeah. yesterday was really, really bad. I made did, some bad, bad what you, decisions. What are you talking about? You know what they were. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Please explain. Cliff is my witness to this. Yeah. I'll tell you about it in six minutes here <laughs> on the Morning Road Show. For this? Yes, because okay. I can't believe yeah. with my incredibly high intelligence, right. I made yeah. these huge mistakes. Cliff yeah. is going to be my witness because what you're about <laughs> to hear, all of this actually happened this way. Okay. Yesterday, yes. Cliff and I were lucky enough and fortunate enough to get to ride in the Ford Tri-Motor. That's right. It's an aircraft built in the 1920s. It was the first airliner that was all enclosed. Yes. It revolutionized air travel in the U.S. So we get on this plane yes. yesterday. And by the way, there's only two that are still flying. Yes. On a regular basis. We get on this plane, and they go down the little runway there, and they pull off to the side to yes. warm up the engines. Yeah, he said, the pilot said it was the first flight of the day. Yes. So they have to warm up the engines, and there are some certain checks that they have to go through to make sure that the engines are working right the first time they fly for the day. Yes. And so while we're warming up the engines, yeah. I continue to hear backfiring come from one of the engines. <laughs> bang, bang, bang! That's never a good thing in a car, <laughs> but it's on the ground, so it doesn't matter. So the pilot says, yeah. we have a slight problem. Yeah. One of the engines, I think, has a filed spark plug. If, yeah. It was, yeah, it was probably had some oil in it or something. That's and we're thought. going to go back in to the mm -hmm. hangar, and we're going to have the mechanics look at it, and yeah. in about 30 or 40 minutes, we'll go back up in the air. Right. And some wise miser yeah. on the plane screams out, we've got three engines, let's go on up with two. And I wanted to choke him. <laughs> So we go back, yeah. they try to fix the plane, and yeah. they couldn't fix it. So we didn't get to go up in the Ford Tribe. Right. So as it turns out, it was more than just a fouled plug. Yes. The 
magneto or the mag that generates the spark apparently had gone bad. So they had to replace that, and it's probably like a two- or three-hour job. And it was quite disappointing because Agreed. it's a pretty cool airplane when you're sitting inside there. It is really nice. It's like you you step back in time, basically, it, because it's been completely restored front to back, top to bottom, all the leather interior, wood paneling inside. It was really cool. It's beautiful, yep. and it's big. I mean, real big. Yes. And so, as Cliff and I were about to depart the airport a little dejected, yeah, a gentleman said... You want to go up with me in my plane? I'll take you both. Now, you got to go one at a time. That's right, because he had a two-seat airplane. And we said, after, you know, a few seconds of thought, yeah. we didn't know him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and so we both go to get up. And he goes, oh, you stay here. I've uh, got to go get the plane. I'll just taxi it up here. And so he taxis it up, yeah. and we walk out to it. And the yeah. first thing I see on this wing of the plane, it yeah. says, experimental. <laughs> It's an experimental plane. I look at Cliff and say, what does that mean? And Cliff's answer is, he built it at his house. It's his own design. This is true. All true. And you go first. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold no, 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 no. It's not his own design. He bought the plans. Okay. But experimental basically means, it, what it, it's easier to tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean it's going to run like the experiments you do in your lab with your white coat and safety glasses, because <laughs> we know how those turn out. Yes. An experimental airplane means it was not built in a factory. It was built by an amateur who has some skills, hopefully. <laughs> but we didn't know but that. We, well, I mean, you could tell by looking. It was a pretty well put together airplane. I couldn't tell that. You I might could have. tell that. You I didn't. could tell that because I'm a licensed pilot and a licensed mechanic. And you didn't mention that, though. You <laughs> I just didn't said think it was necessary. You go first. <laughs> well, you. And I, I wanted did. you. Yeah, you went, and I wanted you to go first because, and I'll tell you why. There was rain on the edge of the airport, and I didn't know the how the pilot felt about flying in rain. Some pilots refuse to fly in rain. And I was afraid that the rain was going to build and get really heavy. And then when if I went first, when I got back, the guy would say, well, we can't go anymore because it's raining really hard right now. And you would not get to go. And I, you had never done that before. And I wanted you to have the experience. So I let you go first. So basically, the plane that made it all the way from Wisconsin, we didn't get to go on. Yeah. But we met a fine young gentleman, a doctor in As Vincent's. it turns out, he's a doctor, and he has he takes his kids up in the plane. Five daughters. Yes. And he's been flying for 30 years. Yes. Not that I knew that whenever I jumped <laughs> in the plane that said experimental. <laughs> and Cliff's going, go first. You, you go, go first. first. Pamela Anderson, Cliff, back in the news. Oh, really? She is uh, telling uh, folks that yeah. occasionally yes. she still whips out the red Baywatch swimsuit and puts it on <laughs> just to see if it still fits. Okay. Now, I know at one point in time that yeah. show was extremely popular. Yeah. I really actually never saw any of that show. Okay. Just bits and pieces. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you anything about it other than I had friends that wouldn't miss an episode of it. Literally, okay. you could be doing something with them, and they would leave <laughs> like, to go home like and I watch it. i got to go home and watch Baywatch. Exactly. I, and I never probably saw more than like five minutes of that show. I'm about the same way, maybe yeah. ten minutes. Mm -hmm. But from what I've seen of that and what my friends always talked about on yes. Baywatch, mm -hmm. I believe that show 
gave my friends very unrealistic expectations of what they're going to find on a beach. <laughs> I really do. I just think that they were, um, Yeah. it's nothing like yeah. that. Weed, it's always nice to hear about an animal lover going out of their way to save a wayward beast. But usually when that happens, this is exactly the kind of thanks they get for doing it. Stephen Watson was operating the West Coast mainline train in Scotland when out in front of the train, he saw a large white swan sitting on the tracks. It was sure to be a goner if he didn't do something to save it. Perhaps it was because his daughter, Sarah Claire, was in the cab with him at the time, or maybe because he's an animal lover, but Watson stopped the train, dead in its tracks, mopped, grabbed a mop to help urge the swan to get out of the way, then got off the train to go have a look-see. The swan was having none of that. It immediately protested and began hissing and flapping its wings violently to get the man with the mop to go away. And when he still came forward, the swan employed a weapon defense mechanism that's not known about widely, apparently, because I'd never heard it. The swan sprayed poop at the train engineer. <laughs> Could have been a running theme this morning here on this program. <laughs> Including you. Yes. <laughs> when an engine backfires in an airplane. Yeah. Well, let's find out who wants to go to the rodeo next weekend. Alrighty. Here we go. Hi, who's this? Jerry Puckett. Oh, well, it's Jerry Puckett. I think, Jerry Puckett, you have won this before in years past, haven't you? I believe I have. I have. Well, now, what do you like about the rodeo in Palestine? Oh, the mutton busting's kind of hilarious to watch. The with what the busting? The whoa, whoa, whoa. The I mean, what? You can watch that in mixed company? <laughs> well, yes. It's, okay. just little, it's little kids riding the sheep. It gets pretty hilarious. <laughs> I feel left out, actually. Would you like to ride a mutton? <laughs> yeah, why not? You would actually do that? Well, sure. I'd try anything once. Oh, well. <laughs> no, well, yeah, yeah. I could throw some things out. Well, Jerry, the question we wanted to ask you, when you go to a fast food restaurant, what is your go-to order? I got to have a nice cheeseburger of some kind. Does it matter where? No, not really. You don't have a favorite place to get a cheeseburger? No, not really. <laughs> well, <laughs> they all taste like a burger to me. Well, all right. Well, all right. you're easy to cook for, Jerry. I want to touch on this real briefly, Cliff, yeah. if possible. I okay. Wanted, just in case you uh, weren't listening earlier yeah. this morning, yes. Cliff and I did not make it up in the air in the Ford Tri-Motor That's right. airplane yesterday. So we did go to the Lawrenceville Airport, yes. which is just off of US 50. If you take 41 North, get on 50 and go over the river, and you go like about seven miles, and then the exit's right there, and you just right, drive right into the air airport there. Yes. And so they're having a big event there this weekend. There's a, like a local uh, pilots association, and they've got an EAA chapter. Um, and they're having a, like a big fly-in event. There's going to be like food and stuff going on all day tomorrow. But we went up there to fly in this historic airplane that's owned by the EAA, Experimental yes. Aircraft Association. From 1928. Yes. And Henry Ford and his company actually made several of these planes. They mm -hmm. have one up there. Yep. You can fly on it today, tomorrow, and Sunday yes. from 9 to 5 Central Time. They'll be taking flights. I encourage you to try it. We had a little bit of engine trouble yesterday. Don't let that discourage right. you. 
because it's all fixed. It's ready to go. It was yeah. just some minor little magneto. Had a little trouble with it. No problem. We didn't get to go up in that. But what we did get to do, one of the pilots that was there helping out That's yesterday. That's right. He's a, he's a member of the uh, that Pilots Association yes. I was talking about. Dr. Uh, Scott Stein yes. was kind enough to offer to, to let Cliff and I go up in his airplane, a two-seater, one at a time. Yeah. And we got to yeah. uh, go up with Scott. Yes. And I wanted to thank Scott. Not that he's probably listening. He's doing no, doctory stuff. he's doing doctory stuff. But someone will probably hear and let him know, you know, they and, were talking about you. And I <laughs> want to thank Scott immensely for yes. uh, his uh, graciousness in letting us go up with him and the offer and also for his courage. What do you mean courage? He is one of the most courageous people <laughs> you, you will ever meet you, in your what, life. What are you talking about? Because sitting in that airplane of his yeah. that he built himself. Yes. You're less than a foot away from each other when you turn your heads and look oh, at each oh, other. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cozy. Now we're you got to be friendly. We're up 1,000 feet going 150 miles an hour. This is true. And Scott turns, looks me right in the eye, and he says, You want to fly it? <laughs> and I'm like, Are you nuts? He goes, You see that stick between your leg moving? <laughs> yes. Grab it and take off. It's all yours. Yeah. And I flew his plane, Cliff, and what a thrill that was, and I wanted to thank him. And I did immensely yesterday. Now, you probably won't get that this weekend no. when you go up. No. I will say this, though. Um, you can you can buy the rides on the trimotor, and it's like 50 dollars for children and 70 dollars for adults. Yes. Uh, if you go on Saturday, they're doing the EAA is doing the Young Eagles thing. And that's to encourage kids to learn to fly. And so I think basically some of those pilot guys, probably uh, our, our doctor friend and some of the other members of the, they're going to be taking kids up. There just you to, go. Just to go for a ride. To let them see what it feels like to be in a single engine airplane for like 10 minutes or so. I can't believe it. Yeah. Someone let me fly their plane. <laughs> and what a thrill. I'm telling you. I can see where that would be very addictive. <laughs> oh, totally. Is. It is very totally addictive. Is. So please yeah. go up and have a thrill of your time. Okay, I'm not suggesting you no, do that. That no, was a please. very bad song don't, to be no, playing. No, I didn't no, know that was coming no, up. No. <laughs> don't do that if you, you know, go up to Lawrenceville and this I'm, weekend. And I'm just singing along because I really like that song, and then I didn't realize the connection until yes. it was done. Yes, please don't, no, do, please that don't do that when you go to Lawrenceville no. this weekend. No, they have rules. Yes. <laughs> bad song choice right yeah, there. <laughs> My bad. Wow. I don't know if you've heard, but uh, Sony and Disney, they're fighting a nasty custody battle over Spider-Man and oh, all yeah. this, that, and the other. Yeah, I saw that. That's kind of my superpower that I really don't care about that. <laughs> but well, that is, that's the superpower that I have. No, I totally understand. What I do care about, though, yeah. is imagining myself with the powers of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes. Okay. Now, if I had the powers of Spider-Man, Cliff, yeah. I can pretty well assure you that uh, I would be the guy... Yeah. Wrapped in my own web, stuck on the ceiling of my house, being <laughs> unable to move anywhere because I don't know what I'm doing. Oops. Yes, that would be my Spider-Man power. If I yeah. read that Phoenix, Arizona had temperatures of 114 degrees. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. in Australia, it snowed. <laughs> 
So maybe it's time for us just to turn off the weather and wait five minutes and then turn it back on and see if it gets back to oh, normal It's again. like we're rebooting the weather. I wish we would reboot it. Like a it. computer. Could we reboot That's it? Right. Is there a tech support line for computer or for weather? I hope. 1-800-WEATHER. <laughs> Let's reboot it and get rid of some of this rain for a while. How's that? I like that. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Now, it may be inexpensive to eat at a fast food restaurant, Yeah. but you have to have some coin in your pocket to actually be a franchise owner. All righty. This is what I found out, Cliff. Okay. Let's take, for instance, McDonald's. If it's a new location, okay. you have to have 40% down of what the cost of building that <laughs> new McDonald's is. Okay. If it's an existing location, yeah. you have to have 25% of that money. And you need to be worth at least $500,000. <laughs> Taco Bell. Yeah. $45,000 up front and a net worth of $1.5 million before wow. they even talk to you. KFC. Yes. $20,000 down and a net worth of at least $1.5 million. And Arby's. Okay. At least 315000 to get started Mercy. and a net worth of $1 million. Hmm. Now, Cliff, yes. when you're selling burgers for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. No, and, you're absolutely right. There's a dollar menu at McDonald's. Yes, and you're paying all the expenses <laughs> of being in business. Yeah. That's a lot of... Uh, Cheeseburgers yes, you're selling. That's right. You've got to sell a lot of cheeseburgers to get your money back. Yes. But all of that yes. you can take directly to the bank. <laughs> the bank of the people who were on the franchise, of course. Martina McBride, I love you. And, well, I love you not, according to Larry King. <laughs> because Cliff... Oh, oh, the talk show guy. Yes. Uh, see, is, he, is he on CNN still, or does he still do that? No, he's not on there anymore. Oh, okay. But uh, he is... Yeah. Uh, Divorcing his eighth wife. Her name is Sean. Okay. And if you're listening and you're too young to actually know who Larry King is, I'll explain it to you. He's a very old, angry guy that used to be on CNN every night doing a talk show. Yes. And he always wears suspenders. Yes. And if you don't know what suspenders are, they're kind of like a brawl for your pants. <laughs> That's basically what they are. Is that not true? <laughs> yeah, they support them. Yes. So that's that's who Larry King is. Cliff, anything yeah. said today? Phrases of a day, start with number three. A bra for your pants. <laughs> Suspenders, actually. Who knew? Makes sense. Number two. Soaking in raw sewage for three days. Yum. But the number one morning roadshow phrase for today relates to our adventure yesterday when the pilot told you that stick between your legs. <laughs> Grab it. <laughs> That's what happened. And speaking of that, Cliff, yes, we encourage you to give it a shot this weekend. That's right. And if you don't, didn't hear what we're talking about, it'll be on our podcast later, weedandcliff.com, for more information. Yes. So give it a listen it up. Give it a check it's out. It's going on in Lawrenceville. Uh, big day tomorrow. So, but all weekend long. That's right. Nine yeah. to five each at day the, at the airport. You'll get to fly in a 1928 plane, and I guarantee you, <laughs> yeah, it'll be safe, much safer than me. Flying you around in an experimental <laughs> With a plane. Stick between your legs. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message.
Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.